This is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks 2021 Fantasy Football Week 2 Rankings Update, Full Injury Report, DraftKings Ownership, and of course, the Prize Picks of the Week. I'm going to give you my two, my power play. You get both of them right. You get three times your money. Pretty easy. And if you want to play for the big money, $3,000 bonus prize for first place, $1,500 per second, and a $50 bonus per week if you go 5 of 5, you need to get into the Mayo Media Network Props Contest on Prize Picks. Now, you missed week one if you're not in it yet so that's a bummer you could be five behind but listen you're gonna need to have a pretty hot fire picks year in order to catch up on the leaderboard anyway so you might as well jump in in week two go to prizepicks.com use code mmn and deposit on there and they will give you a match deposit of up to a hundred dollars it costs seven dollars and eleven cents per week to play in the props contest all you do is make your five nfl picks no monday night football just thursday just sunday you've already missed thursday so just sunday that's what all my picks are this week just sunday and then make an entry for seven dollars and eleven cents that will register you that seven eleven will register you in to the contest we got the full leaderboard there's 550 people and only 440 people last week got five of five correct i did not i went four of five in the contest cost he went three of five so it's doable that you can do this so here are my two prize picks for this week number one i'm going to start off with Marquez Calloway. Yeah, Marquez Calloway. Also, I should remind you to smash the like button for the episode, subscribe to Mayo Media Network, and give me your favorite over-under prop for the week from prizepicks.com or wherever. Just your favorite prop of the week that you can go over-under on. So Marquez Calloway, over 42.5 receiving yards. He was the big DraftKings play last week. A very popular prize pick on the over-under. I looked at his over-under receptions. It was at three even. And I was like, you know what? I think I like the value on the yard just a little bit better. It was Dante or it was Deontay Harris who ended up or Dante Deontay Harris? Yeah, Deontay Harris. Deontay Harris? Whatever the hell his name is. The other guy, Harris, uh, whose name I'm now getting confused with Deontay Johnson because folks, it's been a long day and my kids are sick. My mind is not working. Although I promise this week I will not call Peyton Barber Royce Freeman. I have that one worked out already after like three weeks of fucking it up already. Either way, Marquez Calloway, he was left alone last week, only had the one catch. Not that big of a deal. It's a much easier matchup. He was essentially just on the side of Jair Alexander the entire time last week, and the Saints were like, let's just not throw it to him. That sounds much easier. And you know what? That strategy worked. So against Carolina, I'd expect them to open it up a little bit, and you just can't think that the Saints are going to win by 35 points every single week. So more passing volume. He is still the number one in this offense. At least we think that he is. That's just a very low total, and it's only that depressed because everyone is just done with him. He had one bad week. He was the highest-owned guy on DraftKings. Can't use him anymore. He is both an excellent DraftKings play this week at his price point at $4,200 and 42 and a half over under on the receiving yardage. You best bet I'm going over over so over on that one to pair him up to get the 3x you got to play two of them and i'm playing going to that jets game but i'm taking on the patriots side of the ball jacoby myers over for receptions i looked at the yardage prop it's kind of the opposite of this one i always trust that jacoby myers is going to see somewhere between like seven and eleven targets per game especially with mac jones and i think they're going to use this as an opportunity to really open things up the one thing i did notice with the jets defense a week ago not bad against the run they kind of shut down christian mccaffrey for the most part could not shut down the short and intermediate passing game whatsoever so we're looking at an accurate passer in mac jones against a pretty weak pass defense that has no pass rush he'll have plenty of time then you take the guy who gets some of the most separation of any receiver in the league that runs short to intermediate routes 
The yardage probably should get there too, but I feel, I feel pretty confident in the over four receptions. Four gives me a push and five gets me over. Anything over that, we're good to go. So that is the power play this week. Over four for Jacoby Myers, over 42 and a half receiving yards for Marquez Calloway. And boom, let's see, what is this? Uh, $50 pays $150. So boom, we're good to go on that three extra money. I'm uh, keeping it easy. I'm just doing the two. So they, they will be two of my five picks in the Mayo Media Contest this week. Once again, hit the link in the description. The full details are down in the description. But all you really need to know is Sunday and Thursday picks only. Five NFL picks make your entry $7.11. And when you go sign up at prizepicks.com, well, you got to use code MMN. Then they'll match your deposit up to $100. Free money. You deposit $100, they give you $200. Sounds pretty good to me. I think you should go try it out because there's a lot of free money up for grabs in this contest. You're playing against jabronis like me who you can probably beat and come back and play. So get in the contest right now. All of my rankings are fully updated on DK Nation at the moment. You can also find the hot links down in the description. Easy peasy. Remember to smash the like button for the video as well and sub to Mayo Media Network. And if you're looking for comparisons this week in terms of rankings, I highly suggest runthesims.com. Runthesims.com slash Mayo gets you a discount, but you can run 10,000 simulations of the entire week, and then you can see how many times one guy comes out ahead of another, and it has a DFS optimizer and player prop tools, but for season-long fantasy, it is a very good start-sit tool that I think you'll really enjoy, so runthesims.com slash Mayo. And this is more or less the injury report when it comes down to it, so we'll start with Vegas and Pittsburgh. Josh Jacobs is out, so he is out of the rankings you'd think that this would really elevate Kenyon Drake way up but it doesn't he's number 30 in my running back rankings that's after taking Jacobs out and that's after taking up the Thursday night guys not that I think Barkley was number 29 so you know, probably won't even end up being running back number 29 when all was said and done didn't have McKissick high enough as it turns out but no Josh Jacobs John Gruden came out and said that Peyton Barber not Royce Freeman because he's not on the team Peyton Barber would step into a bigger role in the situation. I just don't see Drake's. So it works one of two ways for the you know down ranking. I don't think he's going to be the primary back. I think he'll be the lead back, but not the primary back. I expect a 60-40 split in snaps for Drake over Peyton Barber and whoever else they want to throw out there in the backfield. Because they will. There's one thing we can count on with the Raiders, that they'll have insta-Raiders, guys you've never heard of before touching the ball, because that's what the Raiders do every single game. I don't know where they find these guys. Either way... Drake's upside in that situation isn't all that high. Now, let's say I'm wrong, and he plays 80% of the snaps. He's still going against the Steelers' defense, which is probably, the besides the Bucks, probably the least forgiving defense to fantasy running backs. So I just don't see a situation unless he catches like seven passes, and that's not something to bank on, where Kenyon Drake really comes through. He's a low-end flex at best. You probably have better options not playing Peyton Barber in that circumstance. Now, you can find all of this info in cheat sheet form, plus starts and sits, and everything like that in the Mayo Media newsletter, completely free to join. It also makes you eligible for a ton of giveaways as well. I do cash giveaways once every few weeks. If you're subbed to the newsletter, you are automatically eligible to be in the draw for all of those at any time. You don't even need to do anything else. So hit the description, the Mayo Media Newsletter. That's coming out on Friday evening. We try to hit it on Tuesday night, Friday night. Not to overwhelm you, but there's a lot of really cool stats in there. Got a bunch of people working on that. So please go sub and check that out. Support the network. Eric Ebron on the other side of the ball for the Steelers is dealing with a hamstring injury. However, it does look like he is going to play on Sunday against the Raiders. Rams and Colts. I initially had this as nothing. Then all of a sudden on Friday, two guys pop up on to the injury report it's michael pittman with an ankle injury he is now questionable for this game and Pally campbell and his seven minute abs 
Yeah, he also popped up on the injury report on Friday. He might not play now. If all of these guys don't go, I'd say that Zach Pascal would be a good play, but I don't know if he would be. He would get command the most attention of any of the receivers on the Colts, and I don't want that against the Rams. I love the Rams in this game. If you check out the Friday show with me, Cam, and Pizzola, they're my silver tier bet at minus three and a half. I just think they smoke the Colts. I don't think that Carson Wentz is good. I don't think that the Colts with all these injuries are good at all, especially on the offensive line, and Aaron Donald is going going to make Carson Wentz pay this weekend. So I just say besides Jonathan Taylor, maybe Naheem Hines, just don't start any Colts. That was pretty easy. Let's just do that. New Orleans and Carolina for skill position injuries. There are none, although... Uh, New Orleans center is out and like half their defense is out. So pay attention to that. Chicago and Cincinnati, Darnell Mooney, Mooney tunes and is back. Same problem as last week. He's likely going to play San Francisco and Philly. Miles Sanders playing Zach, the Ert squirts. He's also playing JJ Arcego Whiteside also in for this game. Trey Sermon for the Niners is expected to be active this week. And the role for Brandon Ayuk is, is expected to be larger. Although Kyle Shannon was a bit, you know, wishy-washy on what that actually means. Because if it's like 3% more than last week, that's still really not cutting it, considering you put up zeros across the board. So Debo, Kittle, Eli Mitchell, probably wouldn't play Sermon until I saw that come out. I have Eli Mitchell ranked as number 19 in the running back rankings. But, you know, I'm a bit worried about what's going on there. Tennessee and Seattle. Now we got some stuff. A.J. Brown in Josh Reynolds missed last week. He is back in. Anthony Ferkser, Ferk Daddy. He is now questionable after not practicing on Friday. That would leave, if we go back and look at last week, the snap share for the three tight ends used by the Titans. Ferkser was a 48% snap share with an 11% target share. Jeff, that's got to be Swaim. 39% snap share with a 3% target share. Me, Cole Pruitt. My Cole Pruitt. 23% snap share with a 0% target share. They weren't throwing to my guy, old My Cole. So in the off chance that Ferkser sits, it's not that I love Jeff Swain, but I think he's $2,600 on DraftKings that if you absolutely had to punt, I actually would like him more than the Irish assassin James O'Shaughnessy in that spot. I don't think you need to go that low or pay attention to it, but if you were ever thinking about starting Ferkser, we're probably not going to know until late because that's one of the later games, so just don't worry about him. Go find someone else to go play. On the Seattle side, uh, Dwayne Eskridge is doubtful for this game, as is Rashad Penny, so you know all the receivers, they're good to go. Gerald Everett, he's good to go, and hey, Chris Carson, one of the most owned guys on DraftKings this week, but in a very good situation against this titans team denver and jacksonville besides jerry judy being on ir all systems go on both sides of the ball buffalo and miami will fuller is out due to personal reasons but preston williams will likely be back this week to start on the outside maybe it'll be albert wilson i don't know you don't want to play either of those two anyway but this is a nice boost in terms of overall target share for both Devonte parker and jalen waddle i like waddle's matchup better against the Bills as he will not be on the outside against Tredavious White. That will probably be Devontae Parker. So Waddle above Parker for this week. Emmanuel Sanders in. Gabriel Davis for the Bills. Likely in, although he was limited on Friday. That's after a DMP on Thursday. Zach Moss also likely to return to the field this week. No idea how much he's going to play, but he will eat into Devin Singletary's overall workload should he be active, which he is expected to be. Jets in New England. Jamison Cratter and Keelan Cole both likely to play after missing last week. Jonu Smith popped up on the injury report for the Patriots with a hip injury on Friday. He is expected to play, but... 
if you're relying on Janu, keep a heavy eye on that as we go in Sunday morning. Sunday morning, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Mayo Media Network, you will find the live Q&A show. So if you have a question about your fantasy lineup, you might as well wait till Sunday to get an answer. So tune in live, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Mayo Media Network, set your reminder right now, okay? Cleveland, Houston, OBJ, Odell Beckham, he's out for the second straight week, and Anthony the Schwartz. He's questionable to play with this hamstring injury. Caught three of five targets last week, but it's Donovan Peoples-Jones, who I think that you should be targeting in this game. He's the one with all the air yards. He's one that we like coming into the season. He's not dealing with a hamstring injury and might play like 95% of the snaps as 13-point favorites against the Texans. He's a deep play threat. He's $3,000 on DraftKings. He's widely available out there. He's no gimme, put it that way. He's He's just as likely to score zero points as he is 30 points. That 30 points is still on the table for a deep play threat like that. So if you really need to cheap out this week on DraftKings, you got Jalen Guyton, you got Cedric Wilson, and you have Donovan Peoples-Jones at receiver, all viable options at the very bottom of the pricing if you're trying to play Kamara and McCaffrey in the same lineup. or taking that Chargers-Dallas stack and taking the really expensive side of it. Those are options that you could potentially turn to. Pharaoh Brown on the Houston side of the ball missed Wednesday, missed Thursday, but came back to practice on Friday. He is tentatively expected to play, and Houston is running this weird, like, three tight end set, but Pharaoh Brown seems to be the best option of the three. I like him. Not enough to be like, hey, you should play Pharaoh Brown, but, you know, if you were playing Ferkser, I'd rather play Brown at this point because we're going to know right away whether he's playing or whether he's not by 11.30 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Then you can tune into the chat and ask Lauren all about it. Dallas and the Chargers, Michael Gallup is obviously out. Cedric Wilson is starting in his place, or at least expected to start in his place. Baltimore and KC, Marquise Brown was limited on Friday. He's trending towards playing. Again, when it comes down to the Sunday night game, you're not going to have this information until very late, so I wouldn't be relying on that. Devin Duvarney is likely also going to play for the Baltimore Ravens. Kansas City, pretty healthy from the skill position side. Detroit and Green Bay. Now, this is Monday night, so Saturday's practices will actually tell the story about a lot of this stuff and obviously it's not saturday right now so how the fuck would i know so when you ask me i'm not gonna know till they practice on saturday keep that in mind when you ask your stupid questions by the way i mean not all questions are stupid but questions pertaining to that would be very stupid because you need to wait for the practice report on saturday for all monday night games okay keep that in mind moving forward tyrell williams is likely out with his head trauma deandre swift and jamal williams were both limited on friday I think that they're both going to play. But again, I want to see what happens on Saturday to tell the story. We'll know more then, but there's a slim chance that one of them or even both of them could potentially be out against the Green Bay Packers Monday night. That would mean Jamar Jefferson would be the next man up. And I think right now he is the only other running back on the roster. So he would get 100% of the snaps as it stands right now. Obviously, they'll probably sign someone from the practice squad if both those guys were out. If you see a practice squad move at running back right now, it could mean that either Williams or Swift could be secret out by the time that Monday comes on. So I have both of them still. I think that they're both going to play. So I kept them both into the rankings right now. However, you might want to have a backup plan if they're your last line of attack and you need those points. Maybe you do have to go pick up Jamar Jefferson. Just keep him on your bench just in case 
anything happens because he's one of the few people in this game that you can actually go pick up who has a pulse. Or if you're going to play Swift and Williams and you have another running back in your flex, just move them into your flex at least to give you more outs should the worst happen. Then you can pick up any receiver, any tight end from that game as well. And it just gives you more options in that scenario. So keep that in mind when you're filling out your lineups. DraftKings ownership for the week. Uh, the chalk report is what I'm calling it. Again, runthesims.com slash mayo to get your hands on the optimizer, the player prop tools, the single game customizable simulations. It fucking rules. Runthesims.com slash mayo. Most owned guys, at least by my metrics, from DraftKings on the main slate, the Millionaire Maker slate, running backs over 15% owned. I am projecting Najee Harris as the most owned, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, and Chris Carson as the top four. At receiver, I got Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, and Cooper Cup as the top three, all above 15% ownership. At tight end, Darren Waller and Eleanor Higby. Both above 10%. Those are the top two at the position. At quarterback, above 10%. Justin Ebert, Josh Allen, and Tom Brady. And at defense, the top four above 5% right now. Steelers, Saints, Browns, and the Denver Broncos. That will do it for me. You enjoy your weekend. Tune in 11.30 a.m. Eastern time for Start Sit Live on Mayo Media Network. Sub to the channel, smash the like, and go download and watch the Pat Mayo Experience also up on Mayo Media Network. Friday show was an absolute fucking banger with Pizzola and Cam. You like to laugh? You like some info? I think that show is going to be for you. Other than that, just go sign up for prize picks, play in the Mayo Media Contest. Remember, a $7.11 entry qualifies you for the contest. You use code MMN at checkout at deposit, and you will get credited up to $100 as a match of whatever you deposit. So if you deposit $50, you get $100. deposit $100, you get $200. You deposit $65, you get $130. You will be good to go. Full details in the description. Check it out and sub to the newsletter. Well, you're at it, okay? Thank you all for watching. Good luck this week. I'll see you next time.